Good morning, everyone. It's been uh, good to be to be gathered together this morning. I, it's always interesting that it seems to be whatever I'm preaching at the moment, I get chucked out of Zoom for bad internet connection or something like that. So uh, I've moved closer to the internet hub, but it does mean we're a little bit more likely to have interruption from children. But Alex will do her best to <laughs> to keep them at bay. Um, oh, it's been a little bit of a stressful morning. Um, Kids, I think, are a bit tired and have been a bit grumpy. Uh, and But it's good just to be able to spend time together as a church, uh, to come together as the body of Christ, to glorify him, uh, to be edified, to be built up. And I'm excited to share with you what, what I feel God has put upon my heart this morning. So Christmas is coming. We are officially in Advent, as Sam's already been saying. I hope you all have your Advent calendars, those of you that want them anyway. Um, one of Ezra's ones has a countdown inside it every day. So I think this morning it said 19 sleeps to go, if I remember correctly. Um, but it, it's, it's exciting. We've, I know being in a household of children, kids are starting to get excited about Christmas. Ezra has two Advent calendars, one shop-bought and one kind of made at home. Molly has two Advent calendars. Alex has one big one that's bigger than all of the other children's ones put together. And I have zero. Yep, yeah, that's right. The person who organised the advent calendars, <coughs> Alex, <coughs> um, she forgot about me. <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, in many ways, we're all counting down to Christmas, aren't we? And, but it's very different this year. In many ways, it's very different. And so some people will be looking forward to it with anticipation and hoping to make the best out of what they can this year. Other people are probably not so much counting down till Christmas, but counting down for it to be over. They just, they just don't want to be able to participate in this year. Things are going to be so different. They're not necessarily looking forward to it. Maybe some people are like that every year anyway. We're, we're all different, but, but in many ways, things are different this year. And I just want you to think for a second, where are you at at the moment? So are you looking forward to it? Are you not looking forward to it? Are you just overwhelmed with all the preparation that has to to go on for it? Are you feeling really stressed at the moment? Like just, just take a moment just to think actually where, where you're at and just take a moment just to bring that before God actually. I think that's a, a good thing. If you're feeling stressed particularly, just take a moment just to, to bring that before God. So yes, Christmas is something we'll probably all have mixed feelings about normally anyway, but this year is gonna be different, but yet it's also gonna be the same. And you might think, Pete, what are you saying? Of course it's going to be different. Well, the reality is how we celebrate it, yes, that might have to be different this year to how we normally do it. But the truth of what it is about remains the same. Just as God remains the same, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. What Christmas is all about actually remains the same. And actually, so th the fact that things have to be different this year could actually be of benefit to us because it actually could give us the opportunity to think, what is my Christmas really about? Who is at the center or what is at the center of my Christmas? And so I just encourage you uh, as we're in the month, as we're in Advent now and we're, we're looking and Christmas is on the horizon, actually think, actually what, what is my Christmas, Christmas like? Do, if someone was to look in at my Christmases every year, what would they say is the center of your Christmas? 
Um, I just say that as an encouragement, really, not uh, just to just just to think. I think it's easy for us to get swept away in the business of life and everything going on. Uh, and as I say, it can be quite a stressful time of year. I just think actually this is an opportunity for us in many ways to think actually what is the true meaning of Christmas and how can we do Christmas in a way that brings that out. I love um, the song, Oh Come Let Us Adore Him, or the, the chorus, Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. I think it's probably one of my favorite uh, songs to sing. I, I sing it all year round, almost every, I think probably almost every single time we gather as a church to worship, I'll end up singing that at some point. I would sing it for you now, but I don't think it will bless any of you. But um, I just love it. It's, oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. And it's just, oh, it's just my heart. It seems, I think, I don't know if any of you find, but at times it's just a theme or a song that just keeps coming to you and coming to you and coming to you of almost where your heart is at in your place at that time. I remember a few years ago, I had a particular thing where I just, I just come back to holy, holy, holy are you God, holy are you God, just every time. There was something God was doing in me about that. And at the moment, I really feel like I've been coming through a season of, oh God, I just want to adore you. I just want to praise you. I just want to worship you. And so it really excites me that actually today as we start our new series, the title is Come, Let Us Adore Him. Uh, I'm surprised in some respects we haven't already jumped on that as a, as a song this morning. Ian restrained himself from that. <laughs> um, but we want to give ourselves in this time of Advent to come look and delight in Jesus. We're going to be um, looking at the words of those that, um, whether it was in song or in prayer, celebrated the birth of Jesus. And this series is a, it's an invitation for us to come to behold him, to glory Christ, glory in him, and also prepare ourselves for Christmas. So as we, as we start this new series, let the phrase, come, let us adore him, permeate your hearts and your minds. Let it be your prayer for us as a church family in this season. Let it be our daily prayer that actually we grow in coming to him and adoring him on a daily basis. And the wonderful thing is, as we looked at just a few weeks ago, as we thirst for God, rivers of life will flow from us. So actually, in this season, as we make, sure, make time to come to him, to adore him, to praise him, to seek him, we know God is at work and that his spirit will be in us and moving through us. So today, we're just going to start this new series by looking at um, Mary's song of praise in Luke 1, 39 to 56. If you have a Bible, I encourage you to turn there. And it's called, um, one of the ways people commonly know it is the Magnificat. At least I believe that's how it's pronounced. Um, So where where we're going to pick up from verse 39, what happens just before that is that angel Gabriel has just um, been sent by God to the virgin Mary, who's betrothed to be married to Joseph. Uh, she's in Nazareth at the time and the angel reveals to her that God is going to perform a mighty miracle upon her and cause her that while she's still a virgin to become pregnant and the son that she gives birth to will be called holy he will be called the son of God he is the son of God and he will reign forever and his kingdom will not end and then it says the angel departed And this is exactly where we're going to pick up from in the passage. 
So as I say, it's from um, Luke 1, 39, and we're going to read up to verse 56. It says this, In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah, or entered the house of Zechariah, and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greetings of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfilment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. The rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Let's start with the start of Mary's song, because as Lou reminded us uh, the other week, order is important. So with her whole being, Mary is ascribing praise to God. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my saviour. If we want to jump back actually just a little bit in the passage, uh, when Elizabeth is responding to Mary's greeting, notice the tone in which she is uh, talking or exclaiming. It says, she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women. So if someone is exclaiming with a loud cry, that is like a pouring forth of the heart, isn't it? And then Mary is responding to that. And she is saying, if you notice the word, she says, my soul, my spirit. She's basically saying her whole being, her whole body is saying, Lord, I magnify you. I praise you, my savior. So in the time where she was coming to looking forward to the birth of Jesus, she is in praise and she is praising God. What is our heart with Christmas on the way? Mary could have been distracted by the fact, the fact that when the, able, uh, the, uh, the angel Gabriel had just appeared to her, she was a virgin, she was not yet married. The news that she received, well, you can imagine if the wrong person found out about it, one, they might think she's crazy. Two, actually, there could be lots of difficulties portrayed if someone suddenly becomes pregnant and they're not yet married. I know. She gets married soon. But you can imagine all these different difficulties that could be going around in her mind, things that could be stressing her out. And what it says is in those days, she went with haste to someone else who is faithful in God. Someone else. She went and to, to, to share this with them, to be encouraged. And actually God was in that. And praise for God came out of it. I just encourage you, if you're in a hard time right now, 
find someone to you could go for a walk with someone you could ring them you could zoom them you could facetime them but actually god god intends for us to encourage one another okay and actually as we encourage one another uh, in the lord that will it will cause praise to come out so often in the psalms we see that from a hard place praise erupts as people lift their eyes to god and actually we are to help each other lift our eyes to God. So I just encourage you, actually, in this time, let's let's be meeting together with one another how we can, not breaking the rules, but actually, whether it be going for a walk with someone or whether it be Zooming with someone, calling them or whatever, but let's be encouraging one another. So Mary, with everything that's going on, though, she takes time to say, God, I praise you and I exalt you. Let's make sure that we make time this Christmas to be doing that. Let's not, let that not be a thing added on somewhere, making sure that we tick the box, but let that be the thing that our Christmas is centered around. You might be thinking, how can I praise God at this time? Like, have you seen what's going on? There's so many difficult things going on. There's so much busyness going on. I feel, I feel really low. I feel stressed and it's all, it's all overwhelming me. I just want to take note of what Mary starts by praising. She, she says, praise God, my saviour. She recognises her needs for a saviour. She has the great blessing of giving birth to the one who is going to be saviour of the world. And yet she just doesn't puff her up. She's not like, oh God, you've chosen me for this special privilege and gets so carried away in that, that kind of just ignores this, the, the fact that she is sinful. But actually what she does is she, she praises God for being a saviour and that he is answering her need for a saviour. So no matter what we're going through in this life, at the moment, how hard or difficult it is. We all need a saviour. And Jesus came to be our saviour. But it also came that, he says, that you shall not be orphans in this time, but my Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will know him in your hearts. You might cry, Abba, Father, that he shall comfort you, that he shall help you. So in this time, let's be encouraged by this. And I just... So I just encourage you, if at the moment you're in a really hard, tough place, we have a saviour. And it isn't just a hope for the future, but actually in, in Romans it says that we have been baptised into his death, that we may be raised to life. Just as Jesus was raised to life by, by the glory of the Father, we too might have newness of life. We are a new creation. And God intends us to, to start experiencing this newness of life now. He sees you as a new creation. If you have put your faith and your trust in Jesus, you are a new creation. God delights in you and he loves you. And as that, that song keeps coming back to my mind, uh, that he is our lighthouse. So in times of trouble, we look to him and he will guide us and he will lead us. There's lots more that I could unpack and draw out of this song. But I really feel that God wants us to jump back to verse 45 and pay attention to it. It says this, 
And blessed is she who believes that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. I'm going to read that again. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. I just kind of feel that in this season, in this time at the moment, God wants to remind us of things that he has spoken over us. I think there's an element of that as a church, things God's spoken over us as a church, but also individually. I, th- I feel like God's saying that there are things that, that he has spoken over us that we've lost faith for, that we've forgotten about maybe, that we've just put to one side. And actually, I just feel like God actually wants us to pick these things up again and engage with them in faith. That's actually, if we turn to the, to the book of Hebrews uh, and chapter 11, it's all about people who received by faith. In fact, I just want to quickly read to you um, about Sarah. It says in verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive. Oh, it says by faith, Sarah her, herself received power to conceive. Even when she was past her age, she considered him faithful who had promised God spoke to her. He promised something. She considered him faithful because he is faithful and she received it by faith. And it says the power works through that. And I feel like there's things that God has spoken to us about. And God just wants to remind us he is faithful and he wants us to pick them up again. And he wants us to come to him in faith for them again. I feel like there is a, a time coming fairly soon we're actually, we're going to, there's some words that people have been holding on to for a long time and God's going to start bringing them into fulfillment. And there's a blessing, it says, blessed is she who believed that they, there would be a fulfillment. I feel like there's a blessing in holding these things in faith that God wants us to know and experience in this time. If we go to Isaiah 55 verse 10 to 11, it says this, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. But it shall accomplish all which I purpose. It shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for that which I sent it. God is faithful. And his word will accomplish all that he purposes it to. I feel God wants us to hear this afresh today. That the purposes that he has spoken over our lives, that he has revealed already to us to be doing, that God wants us to be holding them in faith because he is faithful. His word will not return to him empty And so I feel like God would say that actually, as we look forward to 2021, let's not do it full of fear and dread, but we can do it full of hope, trusting in him that actually we're going to start seeing fulfillment of the words that he has spoken over us. You will be blessed as you believe. That's what it says. Blessing comes as we hold on to it. And he says, God delights in those that live by faith. 
even as I say this, I feel like God is putting specific things on some of our hearts and some of our minds that he's wanting to, to re-highlight. 2021 is not to be a year of fear, but it's to be a year of hope in our Lord and Saviour and of intimacy with him. A year of coming and adoring him. As we adore him, as we make him the centre, rivers of living life will flow. His word is living, it is active, it will not return to him empty. So words that God has spoken over you, that you've weighed, that you've tested, that you feel God was in, I just feel God say, now is the time to go back to them. Now is the time to, to bring them back to faith and to, to carry them. It doesn't mean they're all going to be answered tomorrow. But there is something that God, I feel, is disturbing us as a church about the things that he has spoken to us. He wants us to carry them and to hold them. In Hebrews, <laughs> near the end of that book, it says, None of these actually fully received everything that God had spoken over them by the time they died, because it was talking about the the city that was to come, the great city. But there was something about being a people of faith and that there are things that God has spoken over us that are for the now and the here and for the coming months. And and I just feel like God would tell us to, to, to take hold of them, to walk by faith, because he is faithful. So we're going to respond in a song in a moment. Uh, Ian and and Carrie are going to lead us in that. And I just feel that there's there's an opportunity here for us to to repent of anything where maybe those things got spoken over us and and actually we haven't believed him for or we've we've got a bit cynical about that things we've we've, all forgotten about. I think if if God's just highlighting things to you now, about that just um, take this as an opportunity to bring them afresh before him and ask him to to help you walk in faith in them uh i'm always brought comfort by that person uh when they prayed i can't remember where it is in the gospels but it's something about god i believe you but help my unbelief and sometimes i have to pray like that but actually if that's where you're at right now then pray that, pray that, pray that. And also, I just want us to, to if God's not bringing something like that to, to repent or to, or to something to actually hold firm to, again, a word that he's spoken over you, actually just use this as an opportunity just to adore him and actually pray for us that us as a church will just we'll abound in his grace even more for coming to him and adoring him on a daily basis because we want to come to him we want to look upon him and we want to delight upon him we want him to be the center god is faithful the things that he has spoken over us he hasn't forgotten he will bring into fruition but he wants us to hold them in faith so i'm just going to pray for us now and then i'll hand over to to ian and carrie God, I thank you that you delight to speak to us. Lord, I want to thank you that that you delight to reveal your plans to us, Lord. Things that you have for us, Lord, that you like to encourage us to build us up. Lord, and I just thank you for all the things that you've spoken over us as individuals and us as a community. 
And I just pray, Lord, just help us to hold firm to these. Lord, almost like a, a relay race where people are running, running laps and pass a baton onto the other. Lord, I pray that we will just, what you have passed on to us, Lord, that we will hold and that we will run well with, in running faith with, with our eyes fixed upon you. Oh God, I pray in this time, help us to come and to adore you, to delight in you. Amen.